Hello and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coaching Podcast, Episode One. Uh, you know, I've been typing different blog posts on, on my blog for a while, and I figured I'd I'd start on some podcasts. And uh, this is just an introductory podcast to Mind of a Football Coach, and uh, I'm just thrilled to be able to to share some some life knowledge and football wisdom uh, with with my readers. And now I actually have listeners, which which is crazy. That people actually want to listen to you talk, but um, as we as we start this off, I just kind of want to go through what is what is this podcast all about, and uh, I, I believe that football is a great sport. I think it's it's my favorite sport. I wouldn't do anything else for a living, and, and I believe that it teaches young men how to you know life lessons that they can never fully comprehend without without the game. But you know, as I uh, you know, start this. I want people to know that I'm doing this to, you know, help people one understand football, but then also understand, you know, how how do they manage life? Um, you know, a lot of a lot of us coaches, we we have hectic lives, uh, very busy lives, a majority of of the year, and I think it's important that we understand, you know, football is not everything, but that it is something that is a passion of many of us, and um, you know, I want people to. Just feel that um, when they listen to this podcast, that they're not listening to just a football coach or somebody that is trying to figure out, out life with them. And I think that's, that's very, very, very important. Um, this first podcast, I really just want to talk about uh, a recent blog post of mine uh, that I posted as I'm looking at my blog here on June 20, 2017. And it's called What's New is Old. And I've been had not typed a podcast for that. Type, excuse me, not typed a blog post for that one. Um, excuse me, the one closest to that's March second, two thousand seventeen. So it would have been a while since I had typed a uh, a blog post. And one of the things that um, you know I've been I've been studying in that time off. You know, between you know in football coaches' lives, your your season's obviously really really busy. You go from you know, basically June and July, actually, a practice, and then you you take a you know a little bit of time off late July, and then you start practice and preseason practice in August, and then you go August, uh, September, October, November, December. Um, you know, we didn't play until December. We were we didn't make the playoffs this year. We were four and six, uh, which is which is the best record in a long time at, at my high school, Riverside High School in Bell, West Virginia. Um, but then you you get into the off season. You, you try to make yourself better. You try to learn things that that help you as a coach. And uh, this off season been really 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 helpful to me and my staff. Um, we have been able to go to the Glazier Clinic. We able to talk to other other college staffs. And, uh, and it's it's been really cool to, to list people that are far smarter than myself uh, as far as life uh, wisdom and then football knowledge as well. And I'm a big note taker. I don't know if you can hear kind of my my notes over here, right? And I got my, my Expo vis-a-vis pen that, that draws really thick lines for all my, my football plays and thoughts. And, um, you know, I, I, I usually rack up probably, golly, four or five notepads every year just with with football uh, thoughts. And, you know, this year it, it's more of the same. You know, going to list people that are, Really wise, you know, in different schemes. Whether it's four three three three, which always interests me. The three three was my the first defense I ever coordinated, and um, I always have a, a place in my heart for it. But it's got to fit your personnel. And that's not 
doesn't necessarily fit what we have at Riverside. Um, but, you know, you listen to people that talk about spread offense, wing T offense, triple option offense, I offense, and, you know, you fill out these notepads and then you, you go, oh my gosh, like, what what are this is what, how much this is relevant? How much this can I use with our guys? Because we don't want to change our scheme dramatically uh, at Riverside because we've had some success. You know, as a, as I alluded to earlier, you know we had we won four games this past year, and you know, that that's more than the previous four years combined. Riverside had been a program that was down, and we we as a, a coaching staff and a community have really done some great great things. Um, at Riverside, and um, you know, we just finished. I think we finished eighth in the West Virginia University seven on seven. We were runner up in the Concord University and West Virginia State University seven on sevens, and uh, it's been really cool to see you know our guys' confidence pick up. And you know, it's obviously a testament to their ability. But we as coaches have also looked at, and um, we have been been trying to to find new new ways of teaching our kids, right? New ways of, of reaching them. And that's part, that's a big reason why I wrote my blog post on June 20th, uh, what's new is old, that, you know, we need to be searching for, for wisdom. We can find it uh, as coaches, but also just as, as people that, you know, as we, we go forward in life that we never have it all figured out. And it's just really important that we continue to progress and, and at the same time realize that even though we are progressing as a society you know you hope that we are uh, we are evolving and we are we are not doing things that are hurting our our culture but things that are that are helping that people have been struggling with these concepts for for eons of time and that there are people before me that are far far smarter than myself that um you know have not have been struggling with this and and that we can lean on their their wisdom because when we we lean into that that wisdom. We we join the conversation with great thinkers uh, before us. And there's a there's a phrase that says, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants. That we stand on those that come before us. And then we also struggle struggle with the same same problems and uh, and issues. You know that we we don't this these problems aren't new. Now there may be new technology, maybe new football scheme, maybe new. Um, things of that nature, but, you know, we have all been looking for, for answers to problems for, for thousands and thousands of years. And, you know, it's, it's cool to know that there are people that have been struggling uh, with us along those, those same lines. And, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of my, my intro to, to what we're going to talk about today. But, you know, I, I just believe that, you know, what's new really is old, that, um, you know, if you look at football scheme, if you look at the, the post I made uh, made yesterday, excuse me, uh, on my birthday, thirty two years old now, introduction to four two five defense um, on at Zach Davis twenty four that you know the four four defense or four two five defense as it's called now is just a, a spinoff of the wide tackle six, which was used back in nineteen thirties nineteen forties, and we actually still have in our package. We have that. Um, we go like you know we go to a a six two look and six um, one versus ten personnel and we try to get after you and play some zero coverage which that'll be a whole another blog post I mean blog post and and um and podcast about 
you know, cover zero is not really that scary, uh, you know, especially at the high school level. Uh, I rolled the dice now. We, we lived in cover zero before, for my first couple of years at Riverside because we were just trying to get more guys, guys in the box. But, you know, there are people that have been struggling with, you know, the same issues with trying to stop different offenses since football began. You know, football started single wing and then kind of wing tee and then pro style and now spread. And you had the box offense back in the day as well. And, um, you know, now it's it's a space game. And, uh, you know, we are trying to solve problems with good simple answers and as as you listen to this this podcast you hear me talk all the time about we need to find simple answers uh, i know my kids the age of 14 and 18 uh they football is not usually the number one thing on their mind they they're thinking about other things in life they're thinking about what they're doing tonight with their with their dudes their friends or their girlfriend right or what's for dinner or what am I doing on vacation, right? Or when the school year gets in, how about this project I have to do? So it's important that you know we understand that we're not talking as high school coaches to professionals. We're talking to high school kids. And I think it's, that's a big thing that we need to make sure that we make clear to ourselves and our brain that, hey, um, we, we – uh, we can't treat these young men like college, even college players. You know, I've played college football, Liberty University, and well, East Carolina first out of high school, and I wasn't big enough or good enough on the offensive line, so I transferred to Liberty and got to play some there. Um, you know, and football was was your job. You know, I, we yeah, I was, I was a student athlete, quotation marks, but um, you know, I understood what paid my school. That was the ability, my ability to play football. And I was, you know, required to study and understand different fronts, different calls, and you know, in the high school, the high school level, that's just not, that's not something that we have, right? I mean, I, I, my kids aren't on scholarship, right? We can't just cut them, um, you know. Now, if they do something dumb, and yeah, we'll cut them off the team if it's hurting the team and goes against much team rules, that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> we don't have the ability just to say, hey, let me go recruit somebody that's better. We have to develop people, which. Um, and I think a lot of high school coaches do a good job, but then there are a lot that don't do a very good job developing their players. Because the scheme is irrelevant if Jimmy can't cover Johnny and Jimmy can't tackle Johnny and Jimmy can't get off Johnny's block. Um, you know, Because all good offenses are going to block everybody at the point of attack. And that's something we talk to our kids a lot about. Coach, they block me. Uh, yeah, they're coached too, right? Use your bl- a block destruction technique. And, um, you know, I just think that it's something sometimes that we don't conceptualize um, or verbalize, excuse me, to our kids. Like, hey, they're going to block you. Like, yeah, we're trying to get unblocked defenders and all that kind of stuff, but they're going to block you. And that's been done, you know, this days, that's done through RPOs, right? Inside zone bubble, power, throwing vertical, uh, those types of things. Um, and now I think you got to play a lot of man-to-man, which I, we'll talk about this as, as I get in these different podcasts and I become a better podcast person. <laughs> you know, number one, this first one, I'm a rookie. I'm, you know, it's interesting sitting here at my kitchen table and my wife's out running errands with my baby girl and I was going to type a blog post today. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just record a, a blog post in my MacBook here um, and see how this goes. <laughs> Excuse me, put a podcast here in my MacBook and see how this goes and, 
you know, it's just kind of cool how technology has progressed. But anyways, um, you know, we have all these issues that we're trying to solve here defensively, and um, you know, it's not a new problem, right? People have been struggling this for years. I remember listening to Chuck Chuck Heater talk at a bunch of clinics. Chuck Heater's the defensive coordinator at Marshall. Man, he is wow. You talk about a guy that super brilliant on the defensive side of the ball. I think I've heard him talk probably ten about 10 times in a clinic sessions been the Marshall Coaches Clinic. Which, if you're in the state of West Virginia, that's a good thing to go to. We couldn't go this year. Uh, but it's a really, 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 really good clinic that I would uh, tell everybody to, do, to everybody go to. And <clears throat> he's talked about these different problems with the spread as it's coming now. You know, that you know, they have better plays than we have calls on defense. And our offense is spread option. I mean, that's, that's what we do. It's the hardest thing to defend uh, because they can always have one more guy than you do because they're reading a guy or they're going to put him, try to put him in conflict, which, you know, we play, we're 4 2 5, cover one. That's that's what we're doing. And, you know, I'll probably take it with me uh, throughout my years as a, as a head coach. Um, 4 2 5 for one or 3 3 cover one, depending on you know, high school level. Do you have more D linemen or linebackers? Um, you know, and. I think it's interesting how, you know, we've been struggling. I'm struggling with this as a young coach, but Coach Heater's been looking at this for years. And he's like, man, you know, this is how you handle it and giving us some really, really good tips how to how to do that. So without further ado, just want to really get into my, my blog post here and kind of just, just kind of talk through what, um, what it is and, uh, you know, how maybe it can help people who aren't even football coaches, you know, that they may, they may look at this po- podcast and be like, man, mine of a football coach, what is that? Um, you know, it's just a, it's a simple guy, me trying to figure out life and trying to, to make the best of it and in football and mostly, and then, you know, and things that come along our, our path that aren't related uh, to football. So what's new is old and this really got me, got me thinking, I listened to a, a podcast by a guy named Rob Bell and you can actually, his, his podcast is, is, uh, his Rob, his Rob cast, excuse me. Is linked in this uh, in, in this blog that, that I wrote at zachdavis24.blogspot.com, and um, you know he was talking about in this series about wisdom, which I, it blew my mind. He has like some conventional wisdom, like alternative wisdom, and he talks about how you know we have been struggling with things as a society, as a football coach, uh, as a as a husband. Right as an employee for for eons of time, in that you know when we when we struggle with things and try to find solutions to problems that we're just joining great minds who have gone before us, and that really struck me because I think a lot of times as a young person, I just turned thirty two yesterday, you know I think I have all these problems that are new, <laughs> like oh my gosh, nobody's ever had this issue, nobody's ever struggled with this, nobody's ever had to solve this problem. And yeah, has technology brought to us new new problems? Sure, absolutely. Um, but, you know, as as we look at these problems in more depth and try to identify core issues and then core solutions that can apply to every, almost every situation that problem would come up, that we see that, man, people have been struggling with these kind of things for, for a long time. And, um, you know, I think something else that, really got my attention was also listening to his, his podcast and thinking that, man, I spend way too much time on my phone. Like I, I, <laughs> I have a lot of, like he says, I have a lot of treble in my life. The things that are flashy, high, right? High pitched, right? The, the Twitter 
posts, the email, my Amazon package just got delivered. Um, you know, my phone's beeping over here and you know, that, that, that draws my attention. And like, like my man Rob says, you know, we need more base in our life. I need more things that are, that are simple and solid. And they have been there for eons and eons of time because that is what will get you through tough spots in life uh, to help us understand that, you know, there's some core values because in this world, in this, this time we're going through, you know, a lot of times it, it feels like there's no meaning, right? That, you know, as what, what am I here for? What am I doing? Um, why am I coaching football? Why am I teaching? Right. Why am I doing these things? And um, it's important that we have good, a good base note in our life, something that is, that is deep, right. And that carries us, us through. And it's not, necessarily flashy, right? Like I, um, I know for me during the summer, I picked up an old habit of running before we go to, I go to summer workouts. I used to go down to school and run there and the kids would smell me. I'll work out and be nice, you know, nice and stinky. But you know, now I'm getting up in the morning, I'm running before I got a, a podcast and my, my headphones and, <clears throat> you know, I'm listening to people that are wise and trying to gain insight. And I think that's really important um, to start your day off with something that is a base note that it's like, oh my gosh, like that is, that is truth. That is good. Um, so when I, I get in, in my life, I get in the world of dealing with high schoolers and their parents. That's a whole nother podcast, whole other story, um, that I have a base note that holds me. Um, you know, and for me, I, I, I'm a Christian. I, I, you'll hear that in my podcast as I, I go through these. Um, but you know, it's important that we all understand, you understand as listeners, that's where I come from. Um, you know, that, that Jesus is a son of God, that um, he is he has redeemed me from my wretched, black-hearted sinnerness, and that it is not, nothing of my own doing. Now, I have not earned this right, uh, which is interesting as a football coach because you know I always talk about is to earn your playing time. you got to earn your, the right to win. you got to earn respect, but in the grand scheme of eternity, it's all been paid for, which has helped me kind of mellow more as I coach. You know, I became a head coach at 29 and learned a lot of what not to do, first of all, from watching people as an assistant and then from actually doing it. I I was reading this on Twitter the other night that, um, you know, fatherhood and being a head coach are very similar that you think you have all the answers to, you have to actually do it. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> became a father uh, to little Abigail on uh, in December of 2014. And man, I was like, God, gosh, like I thought I had all these answers. My wife and I had all these conversations like, man, you know, we just, we got this all figured out and we're going to do all this and never do this. My kid will never have an iPad at dinner and oh shoot. Right. Yeah. That went out the window when, Mommy and Daddy are trying to have the first meal out in two months, and she won't be quiet. Um, you know, but as we, you know, we go through things that are new, right? It's good to find wisdom in things that are old. You know, I find myself listening far more to my parents talk about raising us as kids, or my in-laws talk about those things because they have wisdom. That's a base note. Like they have been there, done that. 
and they have the t-shirt, so to speak. Uh, they have earned the right to speak into me to me and my wife's life. And um, I would just encourage you, just in general, to, to find something that's a base note. You know, I would say Christianity. I would say Jesus. Um, you know, find something for you that is a base note that you can hold to when things, you know, get chaotic. Um, and hopefully there's a lot of football coaches that will listen to this podcast, you know, and I, I can tell you, you know, we have, we have a lot of issues we have to deal with as a head coach in high school. You know, we are, uh, we're the head coach. You know, some of us coordinate the side of the ball. I do not, thank goodness. I have two great coordinators. Nate Johnson's the offensive coordinator. Jeremy Harrison's the defensive coordinator. And they do a fantastic job. Um, you know, and a lot of times we're the head, we're the laundry guy. We fill up the water. We cut the grass. Uh, we deal with fundraising. We deal with the parents. You know, we wear all these different hats, and it can get really, really, really chaotic. And it's like, what in the world is going on? I don't even remember what I had for breakfast today because my mind is in a million places. Uh, but that we would have something we can hold on to that gets us through and gives us a, a reason for why are we here? Um, you know, I, I know I'm a coach because I, my. My dad was a coach. My granddad was a coach. And they just instilled in me these values that a coach can change people's lives. And, um, you know, at Riverside, we're a very poor rural community. And um, what's really been cool is to be able to, to change young men's lives and turn them to a better direction. Now, there are some that chose not to. Sure, they've gone other directions, yeah. Uh, but we put five kids in college in two years, and that had not happened for years before our coaching staff. And, um, you know, trying to help kids understand that, Man, going to college is, is something you must do in this day and age. You know, no longer can they get hop out of high school and go get a job in the mines. That's a steady job. You know, coal mining is a big big deal in our area. Um, you know, they would be educated, right? That they would make themselves um, marketable, right? And that's a that's an old concept, right? To market yourself. Um, you know, to, to listen to those before me when my college, my high school coach and college coach talking about grades, and that's the most important thing. And as a player, you're like, ah, oh, forget that mess. I just want to start on Saturdays. But they are wise, right? To just draw things from people that are that are wise and that that are good, right? And you know, one of one of my mentors up here in West Virginia is a guy named Bryce Casto. I mentioned this in the, let me, let me count, one, two, three, four, fourth paragraph down in my my blog post, what's new is old at zachdavis24.blogspot.com. And, you know, that we would continue just to look for wisdom in those that are way, way smarter than us. You know, Coach Casto at Nitro is, is very wise. He won a couple state championships. Excuse me, one state championship at South Charleston. Don't want to give him too much credit. <laughs> Hopefully he listens to this. Um, you know, and he kind of just speaks wisdom into me. I have, I have a couple of pages of, of notes here from, from talking to him. And, man, it's just amazing. I'm looking at this in my, my yellow notepad. And I, I personally like yellow yellow notepads that are that are longer. You know, it's like that long, long, long sheet of paper, uh, which let you write more because I'm a big writer. I always keep notes before I talk to the team and so I can reference it before and after practice. Um, they just have, you know, have all these different bullet points and these thoughts, things to do, and we model our program structurally after how Coach Castro does it at Nitro because he's a really, really smart guy. And, you know, there's other coaches in our conference that I've come to really respect and, and know and um, take a lot from, from them as well. And I just, I think it's important is 
it was young people. You know, I, I used to think 32 was ancient. Now I feel, dang, like I'm a young buck. But, you know, that, that we would draw wisdom from people who have been there before. That we would not just go, oh, they're old. They don't know what they're talking about. No, those people have been through the fire. Because what is new is old. They have been through those those situations. Now it may look different. There may be technology involved. There may be different socioeconomic parts to it. There may be different family parts to it because good, the good Lord knows our families in our area are usually single-parent homes. If there's even a parent involved, I have a couple of players, three or four players, that there's a mom and dad. Um, you know, and they live with you know, a girlfriend's family. They live with grandparents. They live with somebody else takes care of them. And, you know, that's, that's something that's, that's sad, but, you know, it's something that we need to understand as young coaches, like, we have to help them and mentor them. You know, we, as me as a football coach, I just want to talk X's and O's all day. You know, I want to, how do I beat this scheme? How do we, how do we practice it? Um, those types of things, but we would understand that we have to help mentor these young men. Like, I've been mentored as a coach. You know, how these coaches pour into my life. You know, my, my head coach at Liberty University, Dana Rocco, is now at Delaware um, University. My offensive line coach at Liberty, Scott Walkenheim, is now the head coach at VMI. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting as I look back on life as a coach that things they said to me or they said in a, in a meeting setting just like ring in my ears when I'm talking to my players. I'm like, where does that come from? Like something in my spirit's like, what, who, what is, what is this? You know, I know it's right to say and right to help them, you know, win the day or, uh, you know, earn the right to win. Uh, those types of things. Where does that come from? That comes from men who chose to speak into my life as a young, young man. Uh, in college and in my high school, my, my dad was my position coach. Uh, he he was also he was a pro baseball player for 13 years, and you know his dad was his coach. Um, and you know there's a lot of a lot of Davises and coaching. My brother was a coach. So he figured out he'd make more money doing something else, and that's what he does. So tip the cap to him. Um, you know I don't know if I could do anything else besides coach. I feel like I'm called to do this, and uh, I couldn't see myself really doing anything else. You know I've, uh, it's just I get up in the morning uh, for this, and it's really, really fun and, and really exciting. Um, you know, so as we wrap this this first initial podcast up, um, just want to say thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for being here. And uh, what we'll do, kind of from from now on, uh, is talk about maybe a blog post I've written or, or a scheme, or you know, if somebody has suggestions, email me something. Uh, Zach.davis24 at gmail.com. Zach.davis24 at gmail.com. And we can, we can make that happen. Uh, I know my next one is going to be over my most recent blog post, kind of go through introduction to the 425 defense, talk about what does that mean, different styles you can play. Uh, and then also give some, some life lessons in there as well. I, you know, I think it's, it's good to be balanced. And I always just talk about football in, in every, every post. Uh, but, you know, as, as we go through this, <clears throat> we'll try. I'll try to keep a good balance of uh, football and life and philosophy. And uh, just want to thank you for, for turning in, tuning in, excuse me. And uh, I will see you next time.